up everybody welcome to the only 40 to 50 minutes of your life that you need here on the dwight chocolate podcast with me alan and my co-host sean what's up everybody we're about to have some fun right now that's right we got we're talking basketball again um not much news here carmelo anthony's still a knicks but kyrie irving the drama still continues um today down gilbert came out in this press conference um, and played down the Kyrie Irving rumors, calling it a fluid situation. What are your initial thoughts on that, Sean? You know, I really have no idea what that even means. Yeah. A fluid situation? Does that mean everything's going smoothly? Uh, I don't know. What does that mean exactly? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm thinking it's like, it's sort of like expandable. Like you, <laughs> things are kind of just moving I don't know. I don't know what to think about either. Either, but he was pretty cool-headed when he said. Um, he also continued saying, as a quote, as of now, he's one of our best players. But sure, we expect him to be at camp, meaning training camp. What do you think right, the chances yeah. are that he shows up at training camp? Oh man, that's so weird to hear it from this perspective now. Like the whole time we've been thinking, like, oh yeah, Kyrie's gone, but now you hear it from the owner, like, yeah, no, he's gonna stay like very calmly very assuredly um ah uh, it's so hard to say i still think there's a higher chance that he is gone before this off season is over yeah um, it's hard to put a lot of stake in just like the words of one man but really we have been hearing a lot just from the media and the media likes to blow these things up likes to stir the pot a little bit uh, mm-hmm. likes to blow stories out of proportion um so i, I don't want to be that guy that's like i don't really know but I really have no idea what to make of it at this point. Right, it just, it's sort of like, it's almost become this media circus that the Cavaliers have become. It's, it's like everybody yeah, wants more crazy. information. Not more information is coming out, so it seems like people are just sort of like taking these little things, maybe reading reading into them too much or blowing them up even more. Right, yeah, and I think the whole, the whole thing where LeBron said he wanted to beat Kyrie up, I yeah. think that... that that was really the icing on the cake for me. I was like, okay, that's just ridiculous. Like, come yep. on. Are you really going to try to tell me that story right now? Right, and that was that was Stephen A. Smith reporting that somebody from the Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's camp supposedly mentioned that to him. I'm not yeah. sure. I guess, <laughs> I guess just saying someone from Kyrie's camp could, like, I guess it could mean anything. Maybe, like, his grandfather's uncle's cousin, somewhere just, like, really <laughs> far down there. Yeah, he's got connections. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild, and I kind I kind of I kind of think he's gonna get traded like at least before before the winter at some point. I mean this, I, and even then, like if he doesn't get traded before training camp, they're all gonna show up, and it's gonna be a very awkward situation for sure. Oh yeah, completely awkward at this point. Even if everything has been blown out of proportion, and Kyrie and LeBron get to camp and they're like, "Oh no, that, we weren't actually that mad at each other." It's still gonna like wear on the guys, you know? Yeah. Like, even though the media might be blowing it up, like, it's still just in the back of your mind. Like, does he actually like me? I don't really know. And then yeah. it creates this tension. Uh, so you really think this is this could be dragged out all the way like into the beginning of the season? I think so. I do think so. I mean, just a. Just a little bit of hearing about how Dan Gilbert was speaking on this, it seems like he's just as he's just as lost as the rest of our thinkings are, or he's yeah. he just he's unsure of what to do. And another point going into that is the way he 
sort of like took a shot at Indiana and their their approach and the trade they ended up getting for Paul George. It mm. seemed like he either either he's frustrated that he wasn't able to work out the deal or he's kind of like throwing a hint that yeah I don't want us to go in that in that direction. I don't want this to be like we force this trade with Kyrie Irving and we don't end up getting what we want back kind of like in the same way Indiana did with Paul George. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a stab at Indiana. Um, it's interesting because, well, I don't think it's, it was Dan Gilbert's fault for the Indiana trade not happening. What I heard was that uh, the deal was set forth like during the draft day and mm-hmm. it was going to go through, but the Indiana GM sent a text message to the other GMs like, no, no, we can't do this now. He's backing out. <laughs> kind of, yeah, like backing out, like kind of panicked, it seemed. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can uh, definitely side with Dan Gilbert being a little perturbed by that being a little upset uh trying to get an awesome player in Paul George right um but yeah it did kind of take a little bit away from the whole Kyrie drama but yeah we'll Mm -hmm. see I think now that the word is out that Kyrie is on the market uh you're gonna be getting a lot of offers and a lot of teams trying to lowball you Mm -hmm. so this is Dan Gilbert saying we're not gonna let what happened to uh, Indiana with Paul George happened to us. We're going to make sure we get our money's worth. Right, and that's sort of what I took away from it. I was like, yeah, Dan Gilbert does not want to go on that path. He kind of took this shot as like, yep, a sending problem. Maybe he was using it as an opportunity to send a message to the league that he's willing to wait this out, that he doesn't, like, training camp is not his deadline. Yeah, because, it, yeah, you would it'd think that uh, all the other owners are like, oh, you need to get rid of Kyrie. He's just mm-hmm. being a, a toxic player on your team right now. But Daniel was saying, no, nope, we'll just wait it out. I'm not worried. I'm just right. going to ride this out and not worry about it. So uh, I think that this is a good move on his part. Yeah. Um, not He doesn't make very many of them, but that was a good one. Right. And, well, let's see where he goes. Um, but, yeah, let's break it down right now. We got some possible landing spots. We got the Suns, the Bucks, the Knicks. Spurs, Hornets, Jazz, Nuggets, maybe even the Clippers, but my let's personal start. favorite. Your personal favorite, of course. But like, <laughs> let's let's start off with the Suns right now. What do the Suns have to offer in terms of a Kyrie Irving trade? Hmm. Well, you you see the, the Suns roster, and Josh Jackson seems like the juiciest piece of mm-hmm. every of that of that team that you'd want. Uh, but the Suns came out saying that he's considered untouchable. So yep. that leaves you with pieces like Eric Bledsoe, who is known to be a friend of LeBron, yeah, and he's a good point guard, and um, uh, Devin Booker. I haven't yep. really heard Devin Booker's name in any of these conversations. I'm not sure if it's because his contract is too nice right now. Like, right. it wouldn't really fit in with uh, the whole Kyrie Irving trade. Maybe he's considered untouchable too, but they just haven't had an official statement about it. Um, right. But right now, it seems like since Josh Jackson isn't going to be traded, or the Suns are very adamant about not trading him, it doesn't seem like this trade will go through, even though this would be a good spot for Kyrie because he gets his own team. Right. I mean, I personally think I would, if the Suns want to consider Josh Jackson untouchable, sure, that's fine. But I think I would rather take uh, Devin Booker and Eric Bledsoe than Josh Jackson and Eric Bledsoe. That's just me. I mean, Devin Booker's a kind of like he will fit that mold of that Kyrie Irving the hole that he'd be leaving like that scoring type a scoring guard um Eric Bledsoe can fill that in pretty nicely too but if you're the Cavaliers I think you want to make a trade that not only benefits you 
sort of like years ahead, but also still keeps you in contender position right now. Um, so getting Devin Booker and Eric Bledsoe, I think, would be a, a good trade for the Cavs. Yeah, those would be really good pieces. I mean, if you are the Cavs in this trade, I, I feel like you're still losing it. You, know? you think so? I still think you're losing it because while Devin Booker is an amazing offensive player like Kyrie, his defense is much worse. Yeah. Like, even in that 70-point game that Devin Booker had, they still lost because they gave up 133 points. Yeah. And, like, yeah, if you're going to play that well on offense and just give up on defense like that, that's not the type of guy that LeBron wants on his team because he's still going to be the focal point of the offense. Uh, Devin Booker's not going to be the focal point. No. And you're going to need a guy that can defend. Yeah. It would be, I guess you would you you would call upon Eric Bledsoe to sort of try to take that role or maybe you look into free agency somewhere. Yeah, with whatever's left in there. Yeah, I guess. with whatever you've got left, whatever you've got left. I mean, just looking at that Suns roster though, that's really all you got there. I mean, you got a couple scrap pieces you could put together, maybe a maybe a maybe couple draft picks. Draft picks. But that's the thing. If if I'm down down Gilbert and the Cavs or LeBron, I don't really want draft picks. I yeah. want I want I want to try to get a quality player. Right, because you're not guaranteed this. to keep LeBron past this year. Like, he right. could leave after this year. Not that I think he will, because it's Cleveland. It's his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not guaranteed that you have to win now, and you can't build for the future at this point. Right, and that's what sort of makes this such a tricky situation, because you draft picks are good, but you kind of they kind of won't benefit you at any point right now. For all you know, LeBron James is gone, and, and you have nothing. Um, right so, yeah, so for Irving it would be good though mm-hmm. probably one of his preferred destinations if he doesn't want to win yeah he can he jack goes... up as many shots as he wants there that's true yeah I mean not much would go his way in terms of team wins he'd go into the tough Pacific division into that western conference uh, I mean I could see they're going to get rid of Eric Bledsoe Possibly Devin Booker if this trade goes through, or Josh Jackson. They just turn against their word and end up trading Josh Jackson. Um, mm. So you're still looking at what nine seed, ten seed, possibly, or maybe possibly. even lower. Yeah, I. This is not a playoff team. If you're going to give up one of those three pieces, either Jackson, Bledsoe, or Booker, and you just you insert Irving. There's they they were going to be last place this year anyway, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, right. You're not you're not going to get to the playoffs just with Kyrie. Yeah, so if that if one of those trades go, if either Josh Jackson or Devin Booker gets traded and that it happens, who would you say is the biggest winner in that in that in that scenario? The Suns. The Suns. The Suns. The Suns oh. win the trade because they got Kyrie. The Cavs lose it because they lost Kyrie. That's what <laughs> I think. Kyrie's the best player in this trade, no matter which way you cut it. And you could argue oh if they get draft picks maybe they'll be the winner if they get a really good draft pick but that's not what they're building for right now they want to win a championship yeah i'll tell you who the biggest biggest winner of of that scenario is do tell the hot dog man the soda man (laughs) the beer man the cotton candy (laughs) man because the suns are going to sell basketball tickets if they get kyrie irving they're not going to stack up wins but they're going to sell basketball tickets so Those true. are going to be the biggest winners there. <laughs> Cotton Candy Man, the Beer Man, the Hot Dog Man, and the Soda Man. Oh. I don't think the Cavs really win much here. I don't think the Suns really win much here. Or I don't think Kyrie Irving wins much here. Maybe a couple years down the line. Maybe. 
We'll see. That's debatable. But moving on to our next scenario, the Bucks. What's going on here? All right, well, let's see. So the Bucks, they could give up. Um, they have some really good young players, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year. Uh, you got Chris Middleton. Uh, you even got Matthew Dellavedova coming yeah. back. That that's a possibility. Uh, I know LeBron loves him some Delhi. Right. Um, and then you pair Kyrie and Giannis together on that team. That's scary. That is that's, scary. That's a really cool scenario. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for Kyrie Irving, that if that trade goes through, that's actually a that's a good spot for him to be there. Um, and then for the Cavs, I think the only way you can come out of this is if you get Jabari Parker. I think. You get Malcolm and Jabari Parker. You Ooh, find a way to make that happen. That would be tough. That's a tough negotiation. Uh, uh, Jabari has so much potential. He does. Uh, if he, I wish he hadn't gotten hurt last year. He was looking good again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. If the Cavs were able to pull off getting Brogdon and Jabari, I think they might have won that trade in the long run. Yeah. He's looking at two really young studs that can be contributors on your team for at least three or four years down the road, as long as they stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Kyrie, it's a good fit for him. I think I think Giannis would be willing to take a back seat and let Kyrie be the guy that runs the show. Yeah. Just let because him. he's younger. Uh, he's mostly unproven. Like, we don't know what his full potential could be. He could be the best player ever, for all we know. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, what, what do you think? I was going to say, I think Giannis would take that backseat to Kyrie. I think they complement each other well because Giannis is just such a physical force and athletic. But I think he kind of still struggles sort of in in scoring in the half-court set when the game starts slowing down. And I think that's when you bring in Kyrie Irving. And that's sort of the dynamic that he had with LeBron James. Sort of like when LeBron kind of struggles in the half-court set, when the game starts to slow down in that fourth quarter, you kind of give it to Kyrie Irving and you isolate and you let that man do magic. Right, I think yeah. I think they can carry that same dynamic onto the Bucks team with Kyrie and Giannis. Um, yeah, and I mean another thing is like Giannis, he's not really our leader yet. You yeah, know? he's a young guy. Yeah, you don't really see him as the guy you look up to when the game's tight. Kyrie yeah. is definitely at that point. He has that Mamba mentality that you he need does. to close out games. And Giannis just isn't there yet. He has the freakish athletic ability and the talent and the size and everything, but. Uh, he just doesn't have the quite the basketball IQ that Kyrie yeah. has. Right. Um, another thing, though, to look at this, though, is that the Bucks have put Giannis in the point guard position. Mm-hmm. Last year, they made that switch. Now they'll have to, if they got Kyrie, they'd have to change up their entire offensive makeup. I I think to a, I think to that, just to a certain degree, I mean, sure, you can put the formality that Kyrie Irving's a point guard, but... I mean, even on the Cavs, Kyrie wasn't really truly the point guard. It was still LeBron. LeBron was still handling yeah. the ball and facilitating. I yeah. think I think this it, this scenario fits Kyrie really well because he can slide still into that natural position of just being a wing scorer, and Giannis can still continue facilitating and dribbling the ball. Uh, so I don't think it'll be too much of a problem there. Okay, so you think Giannis is still the guy bringing the ball up the floor on like think... a play-by-play basis? I think so. I think he can. He can still be that guy, and I think Kyrie, okay. Kyrie Irving can still hang out on the side because he's just up to right now. I think Kyrie's best, his best version of his game is when he's at when he's a scoring wing. I don't really yeah. see. He's not. He hasn't really shown signs of being a facilitator and a and a sort of like a floor leader. 
up until right now. Sure. Um, yeah. And I mean, not that he can't. Maybe he, maybe he can. But right now, obviously, LeBron James is the, one of the best guys at that, if not the best. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, and you get to pair uh, Deladova in that trade too, possibly. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> to me, Deladova is kind of like the change you get at the end of the day. Sort of like, <laughs> you know, you get that cool. I mean, he De- works so hard though. He's so scrappy. Right, but Della De Nova isn't really worth much if your team's not contending for a title. So, like, I don't think Della De Nova is like a big selling point in a trade. <laughs> I think if the for in order for the Cavs to come out of this is like you you either get Malcolm Middleton, but you have to get Jabari. I think. Yeah. Ooh. There, I I just don't see a scenario where the Bucks give up Jabari. I think they like him too much. I think they right. would give up Brogdon and Middleton, but not Jabari. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't give up Jabari. I have too much faith in him. Okay, so in this scenario, do you think, do you think the Bucks or the Cavs or Kyrie who 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 wins the most in this scenario? Ooh. Or is everybody a winner? You think all three? It, yeah, that's hard. I I feel like that's just fair all around. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing, man. I think it's fair. I think that's a good deal. They should take it right now. You think so? Yeah, I'm just I have my doubts about Brogdon and Middleton. I kind of think having Giannis there helps them out, so it makes them look a lot better than they really are. I think Jabari Parker is really the one you want. Um, so if if this scenario happens where Malcolm, Middleton, and Delhi get traded, I think the Cavs lose, and Kyrie yeah. wins, and the Bucks win big. Yeah, um, and I it, think we're gonna find in a lot of these scenarios that the team that's not the Cavs is gonna win the trade. Right. And that's the difficult part about this if you're Dan Gilbert and you're out there exploring. It's not easy to just jump on a trade because you don't want to lose. You don't you're a contending <laughs> yeah. team. Why would you downgrade to anything less than that? Yeah, it's like who are you going to get that's comparable to Kyrie? Like even if you get two players that are like potential all-stars, that's not as good as one top 10 player, you know? Yeah. That's just not that's not how the NBA works. You can't just make two people equal one. So, I don't know. We'll but see. We'll keep going through this. We'll see if we can find something that works for them. Right. So here we go. The Knicks. What can the New York Knicks give the Cavs for Kyrie Irving? Well, apparently they don't want to give them their only piece that would matter, Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Uh, <laughs> they're not getting Kyrie, man. <laughs> I don't see. No, you don't know. Um, uh, no Frankie, no Carmelo Anthony for Kyrie Irving. Uh, well, Carmelo for Kyrie straight up just sounds really dumb. So the yeah. Knicks will probably do it. Uh, but there's no way the Cavs would take that. Uh, who else do they even throw in? So you want Anthony and Nilakina for Kyrie? Is that that's what uh, you're proposing? I'm thinking that's what they have to offer unless they throw in mm. Tim Hardway's. So if they throw in Tim, oh, that would make it worse. Gig- that would make it worse, way worse. <laughs> but that would make the numbers work if you throw. Oh in- <laughs> yeah, oh definitely. Oh jeez, yeah. I just do. They, what other players do the Knicks even have besides those three? That's the only got, three. <laughs> <laughs> they got this guy. His name is Ron Baker. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, He's a wing guy. Yeah, there you He's go. had an interesting season. <laughs> definitely Ron not a Kyrie Baker. Irving type season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? about uh, that i think <laughs> i think you i think you have a little more insight on this 
all I know is, I mean, th that's all I have. That's really it. I think if you finished, if you broke it down, Carmelo Anthony and Frank Nicotina or like Tim Hardaway and <laughs> they go, <laughs> or Nicotina, whatever his Frank name was. No, I'm going to call him Nicotina from now on. <laughs> Nicotina? Yeah. Yeah, Nicotina. Like, like a nicotine strap? Yeah. 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 Not snow smoking? Yeah. So, I mean, if you send these guys over to the Cavs, the Cavs lose big time. They're they're, they're the losers in this trade. The Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks win. Kyrie Irving loses. I'm calling. <laughs> er, no, like, this is what he wants, though. He wants the team. This is he what wants he to be Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> this is what he thinks he wants. He goes to the Knicks. He's a loser. He's got nothing. <laughs> it's him and Porzingis, and I think they Porzingis just get some sort of injuries consistently and Aww. they just have guys come in and out of the roster never make it to the playoffs <laughs> once no yeah uh, dude it's the east though it's the east they yeah can make so the playoffs they'll make the playoffs once they'll and make then, the eighth seed and play lebron yeah and then yeah and then the two years on that are left on irving's contract will run out and he'll leave <laughs> he just wants he just wants to know what it's like to be carmelo anthony for a few years Oh, man, that's not what you want. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, if that trade go unfolds, Knicks win huge. Cavs lose. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving loses. That's, so <laughs> that trade probably won't happen. Yeah, okay, I see, I see you, you have this little infographic here. Uh, a potential three-team trade. I'm not sure where you got this from. Right. Um, so it has Cleveland receiving Carmelo Anthony and Eric Bledsoe. Okay. And New York receives Tyson Chandler and Kyrie Irving. And the Phoenix Suns receive Kevin Love and Nicotina. <laughs> Nicotina. Yeah, so... Where did yeah, that come from? Or I was going to bring this up. I was. This is a scenario that people were throwing around in Twitter. Um, and I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but why not talk about it now? Yeah, yeah, well, sure. So this, and this basically is a three-team scenario. Um, in order to make the numbers work, you would bring in Tyson Chandler... Um, and also, in this case, the Cavs would totally just blow up the core and also send Kevin Love away. So Cleveland yeah. receives Eric Bledsoe wow. and Carmelo Anthony. New York receives Kyrie Irving, Tyson Chandler, and the Phoenix Suns take Kevin Love and the Frenchman Frank Nicotina, I guess we're going to start calling him. <laughs> it's easier. Why not? It's easier, yeah. So that's the scenario that happens there. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually possible. I mean, it's possible. The numbers work. Um I'm not sure if there's any serious consideration into that. If you're the Cavs, I mean, you're essentially starting up all over again. So I think it's a slight loss for the Cavs as this goes through. I think Kev, I think Kevin Love. I'd rather have Kevin Love and either Carmelo Anthony or Eric Bledsoe than lose Kevin Love and Kyrie. Um, and New York, well, they win. Phoenix oh, Suns. Oh, they definitely win. They got yeah. the they got Kyrie in this deal. Yeah, so Kyrie, New York wins. Kyrie loses because he's still in New York. Um, <laughs> Phoenix, I think Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns win in this trade as well. I think Kevin Love really? does too. I think he'd fit in pretty well with those young guys, and he'd find a role in there. Yeah, it's interesting. The Cavs definitely lose this scenario. Yeah, for sure. Because well, they lost Kyrie, so they mm -hmm. lost, uh, and they lost Kevin Love too. That was yeah. like everything they had. Um, yeah, Nikola Nikotina. Frankie is just so unproven. Yes, there's including him is almost just like a yeah, you can try him out. Uh we'll give you Kevin Love as an insurance. Yeah. Um so that's an interesting one. 
Uh, if that happens, that'll be really sweet. Yeah, but yeah, if you're the Cavs, I don't, I, I don't see this being an ideal situation. But it can, it, it can happen. Like I said, the numbers work, the salary cap works with that in that scenario. But, <laughs> anyways, let's move on from there. So one of the other places that Kyrie Irving insisted or supposedly insisted on going was the San Antonio Spurs. Um, what do you think, Sean? Well, Is there a scenario that works here? I'm really confused. I don't know if Kyrie even knows what he wants at this point. Yeah. Do you want to be the guy or do you want to be someone else's second fiddle? Because if you want to be someone else's second fiddle, you can be Kawhi's. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, maybe it's better to be his second fiddle because he has less of an ego than LeBron. Right. Um, but you're, you're definitely going to be playing on a really good team. Yeah. If you choose the Spurs. So I, I can see why you'd want to play there. Um, to make the numbers work, I think you'd have to include Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge. Yep. Is what I was thinking. But do the Cavs really want those guys at all? Like, you know what? who wants Aldridge, man? He's just a big whiner. Right. And Patty and I mean, Mills is very average. Yeah, you have sort of like a, a conflict there. Like, how would you pl- play LaMarcus with Tristan? You already have Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love down there. Um, Trist, you wouldn't want to put Tristan Thompson on the bench. You're paying the guy twenty <laughs> plus twenty mil plus a year, right? Yeah. So, and then it's gonna be hard to move a guy like Tristan Thompson because of that contract. And I mean, he's just a very one dimensional guy. Sure, he brings value to the Cavs, but it'd be hard to justify that value to another team. Right. Yeah, because he just rebounds. That's all he. That's all he's there for to do is rebound. And LeBron's like, that's fine. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> yeah. Just be that guy. But yeah, I just I think out of all the trade scenarios we're gonna list today, this is probably the least likely. Of the Spurs. All of them. Yeah. There's just nothing there. I mean, you yeah. Could, you could throw some of the young guards they got on that team, but like like I like we were saying earlier, like if you're the Cavs, you you don't want that. Like you want guys that are ready to play. You want to still be a contender. I mean, you're looking at Boston creeping up. Like, why would you want to lose? Why would you want to lose any ground that you already have on, on them? Right. Yeah, and then it's kind of speaking to Dan Gilbert's point. He's not going to take a deal like the Pacers took for Paul George. Yeah. He's going to want someone better than these two players in return. Yeah. At least what he says. So we'll see if he's true to his word. Yeah. So then we move on to the Hornets. And I guess the Hornets might be, like, pretty close to actually making somewhat of a fair trade for a guy that makes place that same position in Kimba Walker. Yeah, that's right. Could basically do a straight up Kemba Walker for Kyrie Irving. Um, Bleacher Report had this little article that has Kemba and Michael Kidd Gilchrist going to the Cavs and the Hornets would get Kyrie and Iman Shumpert uh, just to make the salaries work, I guess. Yeah, I um, think... Yeah. I don't... I was going to well out of all the trade scenarios I think that one that one's not that bad. I think that one's fair. I think the Cavs still end up losing a little bit cuz Michael Kidd Gilchrist has sort of his body has sort of betrayed him the last couple of years. He hasn't really played a consistent yeah. season. But when he has played, he's shown he's shown some flashes of being a solid like a, a well above average NBA player. Um he's still fairly young. Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker can obviously play. I mean, he's sort of like you maybe he's hit the ceiling already so he's obviously not a young Kyrie like what what you have with Kyrie Irving a, a young guy who who might still have a lot upside so you you lose that 
but Kemba Walker comes in. He can. He's a good guy. He can play on the team. You got Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who, if he can stay healthy, might still have a, a lot of upside left. So it's it's a fair trade, I think, for the Cavs. Yeah. Not great, but it's mm-hmm. it's fair. Um, for Kyrie Irving, he doesn't win. I mean, he does, <laughs> this isn't one of the places he wants to go to. Uh, he's not going to be on any a team that's if he's there, he's not going to be any better than the Cavs or the Celtics. But he's no. going to be a he's probably going to be on a play. They're probably going to be a playoff team. Yep, because it's the East, and if you have an All Star on your team, that basically does it for you. Yeah, and then the Hornets, the Hornets probably probably win. Yeah, they win this trade. Oh as well. yeah, oh they definitely win. Yeah, it's like mm. you're getting a slight upgrade at point guard. Yeah, that's basically what you're getting. And yeah, sure, Michael Kidd Gilchrist better than Iman Shumpert. So yeah. So that that part makes it a little more even. But at the end of the day, the team with that's getting the better player is winning that trade, especially when the margins are that close between them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I I would be the least interested in Kyrie going to the Hornets. Really? Of, like, all the teams. That would just be so boring. Oh, you mean as a fan? As a fan, yeah. It would be so boring. Like, he goes to the Hornets, and it's a small market team, and nobody cares. And he throws he goes, lots to Dwight Howard, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever's left Dwight of Howard, Dwight Howard. Shout out to Dwight Howard. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I guess. How old is he, Dwight Howard now? Can he still get up? I think he's 31, 32. Man, that's kind of old for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, what did Dwight Howard do last year? Nothing on the Hawks. Not much. He was a good rebounder, but... Yeah. So we're not gonna see anything flashy from them, even with Kyrie. It'll be, it'll, yeah, it'll just be so boring. <laughs> All right. So out of that scenario, you think the NBA fan is the one that loses out the most? Yep, the NBA fan loses the most, and it's a wash between the Cavs and the and the, and the Hornets. Right. Yeah. So if that happens, it's. Do you think we'd see uh, a Boston Warriors final, basically? Well, I mean, I'm hoping Boston Lakers, but. Yeah. <laughs> Boston Clippers is a close second and then yeah Boston Warriors after that alright well <laughs> here's an interesting one the Jazz okay yeah this would be interesting this would really make that bet I made with my roommate a lot sketchier <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about so if you're the Jazz you have you have a few good pieces you could trade uh, for Kyrie you have Rodney Hood who's unproven to this point but he's, he's 24 years old he's pretty young he's got some talent in him mm-hmm. could be good um you got ricky rubio um i don't know do you think the Cavs want ricky rubio um, i i i mean well, i guess you guess he would be some help to uh to lebron james and that would solve that backup point guard well i guess in this case it would be your starting point guard but that would solve their yeah. ball handler issues that they were having last year where they were looking for somebody to help He's yeah, the load definitely. with handling the ball. But I mean Yeah. I mean he doesn't fit their their style of game where they want people to open up the floor for LeBron James. Ricky Rubio no. definitely doesn't help you in that, Allie. No. What what he does is he's a good game manager and he's the type of guy that won't get in LeBron's way. Yeah. While still being a solid contributor. But I think at this point in his career, the dynamic which is between LeBron and Kyrie is that Kyrie's going to be the closer. 
he's going to be the guy that gets the ball at the end of the game when it, when it's close. Because mm-hmm. uh, LeBron's kind of getting towards the twilight of, of his career, even though it may not seem like it. Um, right. Ky- Kyrie would be the guy you'd want shooting that shot at this point because he's younger mm-hmm. and he's got yeah he's got more legs under him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Rubio is going to do that in absolutely no way at all. No. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't see that being a very good substitution for getting Kyrie. Um, and Rodney Hood's unproven, but yeah, if you're gonna get if that's what you're gonna get for Kyrie, I think that's basically a Pacers move. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then we move on to the Denver Nuggets. So Denver Nuggets have a lot of young pieces that they could pair together for a package to get Kyrie Irving from the Cavs. Right. But I don't I I don't like this trade at all. I mean these guys are good. I think they're I think they're good where they're at now. Um Kyrie Irving I guess would make the Nuggets slightly better. Um Cavs this doesn't do anything for them. I wouldn't go with this trade. Yeah. At this point if they did this trade with the Nuggets, they would be admitting defeat pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're done. We're just gonna build towards the future. Pick up guys like Emmanuel Moody and Gary Harris that show yeah. a lot of promise, and I guess the Nuggets have some good draft pick assets as well that they could pair. But I don't know. I don't see it happening. But apparently, Mike Miller said that he talked with Kyrie, and Kyrie said that he was interested in playing for the Nuggets. So if Kyrie has any sway in where he's going, mm-hmm. maybe there's something to that. Yeah, he wants to go to the high city. Yeah, man, play in altitude. He'll have yep. an advantage over the rest of the NBA. Guess so. Well, that would be a pretty good team. The Denver Nuggets. If if they were able to get him, like Kyrie paired with Millsap and Jokic down low, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, that's a solid team. Um, I still don't see them breaking into the top three or even top four in the Western Conference. Yeah, I I, I say they have a chance, an outside chance of top four, if that happens. Yeah, maybe they. I mean, if if you know somebody gets an injury here and there, and they're out for a couple couple games, Chris Paul misses a month, or like a Russell Westbrook or something like that. Yeah, no, that gives him Russell a shot. Westbrook's indestructible. He will not miss a game. Yeah, but I think in that scenario, obviously Denver Nuggets win. They get more wins with a guy like Kyrie Irving. The Cavs lose. Kyrie, I'd call it fair. Probably yeah. okay. He's probably be okay. Not stoked. But the, mount, really the mountains lost. win this one. Yep. Now let's move on to now, the LA the, Clippers. The best scenario. How does this happen? How does this work, Sean? So How- okay, we we have a lot of great role players that we can <laughs> give the Cavs. And you know Patrick Beverly is actually a very good friend of LeBron, and they they've expressed interest in uh, playing with each other before. So it's not completely out of the question. Yep. We could send them a package like Pat Beverly, uh, Sam Decker, Lou Williams, uh, something like that in exchange for him. Uh, the The article in Bleacher Report has it being a three-team trade hmm. where the Knicks are involved. The Cavs would get Carmelo, Pat Beverly, Sam Decker, and a first-round pick. We would get Irving and Shumpert, and the Knicks would get austin rivers and wesley johnson wow i know i don't i don't think that makes any sense at all why would the knicks want austin rivers that badly 
I doubt they do. I it, it might have just been sort of like the New York Knicks are are in a position where they just want to get rid of Carmelo before start before training camp, and that makes the numbers work. That is a desperado move, man. That makes no sense at all. Yeah. But I think if we're able to just give them Beverly, Decker, Lou Williams, a pick, and they just give us Kyrie, I feel like that could work. I feel like we could pull that off. There's just a small chance. Yeah, it seems to me like the Clippers would be the obvious winners in this. And I mean, I don't, I doubt Kyrie Ir- I don't think Kyrie Irving would mind playing because that would make that would be a really solid team. You got Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan still. Yeah, and we got Danilo Gallinari now. Oh yeah, and you still got Gallinari. Yeah. That's a good team. That's a solid Clippers team. I know. There. So, I mean, Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving would obviously be the best scorer on that team. So he would, he'd have, he'd be the floor leader on there. He'd be essentially taking Chris Paul's role. Yeah, it's like we would have lost nothing at all. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's I mean, Jerry West doing the most magic ever done in the NBA. I can't see that happening though. So I, I don't think you should get too excited because I, this is a huge loss for the Cavs. Like there is no, uh, there is very little gain in this. I'm not sure. I mean, Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly are good players. They're not the type of guys that you put in, you throw in a trade for your star player. These guys are towards the end of the, I mean, they're like 30, 31 years old. They're, they don't have any huge upside. They're good players, but yeah, a kid, a kid can dream, man. Yeah, these are the type dream. of guys you pick up in free agency, or you—they're <laughs> part of a scrap pieces for for another, for a trade that includes a key piece player. And in this scenario, the Cavs get nothing; they lose out huge. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but uh, I can I can dream about it. So when we're looking at these trade scenarios, like. I feel the only one that I can actually see the Cavs maybe get a little bit better is, is in the Hornet scenario. But yeah, outside of that, it seems like the Cavaliers might be destined to just to just accept and trade Kyrie Irving and not be, be a better team because of the, the trade. Yeah, and I think this, is, this really reaffirms what Dan Gilbert was saying on how he, he expects Kyrie at camp because he's looking at all mm-hmm. these scenarios like we just did. And he's like, yeah, there's no scenario where I'm happy with our team after yeah. we trade Kyrie away. It only gets worse. So you don't have to listen to Kyrie. You don't have to trade him. He's in, under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, it just it seems more and more likely that he's just going to end up staying and sucking it up, play with LeBron for another year or two. Right. Because it seems like the best trade scenario that could have possibly happened, like, uh, it's already not likely because it would have been a trade for Jimmy Butler or a trade that would have included Paul George. Right. Which those guys have already found their place. And, I mean, another thing would be, like, it would be crazy, but Cavaliers could potentially get a fair trade if they if they did a trade with their conference rival, which is the Celtics. Hmm, if they wanted to look towards rebuilding, they could probably package Kyrie Irving and get Jason Tatum back and a bunch of those draft picks that Boston currently still has. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you want to rebuild Boston's the team you look to. They have yeah. so many picks, so many young promising players. Man, they're just saving it all up. Yeah, but that would be quite the irony if the Cavaliers come to their doorstep. 
sort of just begging for a trade. Yeah, and they if might have too much pride for that. Right, but in that scenario, if you're Boston, how can you not? You are the total winner in that trade. Oh, completely. Yeah, they've come begging to you. You're not even asking them. Right. Like, hey, you look like you can give us the most. Please just help us out here. Please yeah. take Kyrie off of our hands. Well, here's a here's another trade scenario that I saw picked up some storm on the internet, and this one has no has no like rumors behind it at all. But still, it's the Marcus Sol trade for the Memphis Grizzlies to trade Marcus Sol and Mike Conley for Kyrie Irving. Ooh, both of them. Right. So the numbers work there. Hmm. If if you're the Cavs, I th- I think I w- I would like that scenario. You get Marcus Sol, Mike Conley. Sure, they're a little bit. Mike Conley's 28, Marcus Sol's 30. So guys, they're not. I mean, they're not getting any better, but they're solid players, and I think they'd be a huge piece to that team to help them content to help them continue contending. Yeah. I, so adding Marcus Sol creates a little bit of a log jam uh, with the big guys because you still got Love and Thompson on the team. Oh yeah. Um, and for Kyrie, man, that would be a sad team to join. Right. If they've lost Randolph, Gasol, and Conley. Oh, that's so sad. And it's the Grizzlies. It's like, what? what's Memphis offering to Kyrie, you know? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah, yeah, he can visit the Elvis Museum all he wants. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that would be really sad if Kyrie just, he just got dumped off there. Just like... Oh man, have fun with this. Yeah, I like that scenario because the Cavs win that scenario. Um, Kyrie Irving, eh, fair. Yep, (laughs) (laughs) he gets what he wants. He has his own team, literally nobody else on it. Yeah, and I think, I don't, so Justin Timberlake is actually a part owner of the Grizzlies, and I don't think Justin Timberlake would mind making making that trade because Kyrie Irving is still going to sell tickets for you. They could sell some Bywater together. Yeah. That's right. Well, so those are all the trade scenarios there that we have. Um, what do you think? You do you think there's a chance we'll see any of these go through before training camp? Um, I think if anything does happen, it will be before training camp. I I don't think this is gonna drag out into the season. I think by that time they'll have settled their differences and they'll be set on trying to win a title if they make it to the season. Yeah. Um, but after going through those scenarios. I can still honestly say I have no idea if Kyrie's going to get traded. Yeah, I say this thing definitely drags out all the way until the winter time of the season, at least December and January. Oh, man. It's super fun to talk about now, but we're going to hate it in like a month. Oh, yeah. For all we know, it could happen just next week or tomorrow. Right, yeah. So so another another um, NBA trading news, you got the Blazers just traded Alan Crabtree to the Nets for Andrew Nicholson. Minor trade, but it does free up cap space for the Trailblazers, who were rumored to be in the race for Carmelo Anthony, who has yet to find a new home. Now we're finally talking about a real trade, huh? Yeah. Oh, good, good. Okay. Yeah, no, I think, um, so when I first saw this, I was seeing some early buzz talking about, oh, are they just trying to clear space for Carmelo? Is this, like, this just the start of another big move? And I bought into that a little bit, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, I think they're just trying to save some money. Yep. Um, Alan Crabb really didn't do much. He is definitely not worth that $18 million contract a year that he's on. And I think the Blazers just wanted to save some cash. They were over $40 million in the luxury tax going into the season. And mm-hmm. by doing this, they're only going to have about 
four million in luxury tax. That's a huge savings. Yep. Um, so just a good organization move, I think. They don't really lose anything, and they get to keep a lot of money. Yeah, I mean the Trailblazers kind of—they're kind of like that kid that just got too excited when their grandma gave him a, a fifty-dollar bill. It's sort of like, oh, what? Like I have to spend it. Like I have to. Like how could Did I? Grandma not? gave you fifty-dollar bills. No, but if I did, I would have been like, oh, man, this is awesome. I would not have thought about saving. I would have thought about just spending it right there and then get as much ice cream as I possibly can. And that's <laughs> what the, the whole tra- $50 on ice cream, dog. Yeah, and that's exactly what the Trailblazers did in 2015 they, with Crabtree and all those other guys. And I think the Trailblazers are like sort of slowly realizing that some of these guys aren't developing or having the upside that they that they thought they'd have. Yeah, and so this is actually the third big contract that the Nets have taken on this offseason. Mm-hmm. They started with Mozgov, and then they got Damari Carroll, and now they got Alan Crabb. Just like, they're just taking on the worst contracts in the NBA and just putting them all together. Right, and they got him playing with D'Angelo. What's D'Angelo Russell going to do with all these guys, man? Oh, man. Gonna show up showing off all their money to this young guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just still on his rookie contract, man. Yeah, he's getting shown up. Right. So we got a couple more free agency news. Ari Spates signs with the Magic one year, two point one million. Okay. Yeah, just Derek... the minimum for him. Yeah. He's so a good got... player. He was on the Clippers last year. Right. Mo he buckets. Mo buckets. Yep. Surprised he's still in the league. Anyways. What? <laughs> Derek Rose, Cavs, one year, two point one million. This deal's not that exciting if Derek, if uh, Kyrie Irving's not there, in my opinion. Um, uh, Derek Rose, not a replacement for Kyrie Irving. But so here's this interesting thing that I saw somebody break down. Uh, so Derek Rose, if you really think about it, sure he's had a string of terrible seasons, but the guy's only 20, 28 years old. And, yeah, right. And, it, and you look at guys like Kyle, Kyle Lowry, like a guy like that, it took him until he was like 29 years old to actually finally start developing and actually become, be, become like a legitimate all-star type player. So with that being said, all I'm trying to say is maybe Derrick Rose has a chance to still go back to the type of player that he once was or completely change his game and still become a quality player in the league, which would be a huge win for the Cavs. <laughs> That's very hopeful of you to say. When you make that Kyle Lowry comparison, Derrick Rose has already been good. Right. He's already been the MVP. Like, yeah, sure, Kyle Lowry didn't get good till he's 29, but Derrick Rose was good when he was 21. So uh, it's a hard comparison to make. I think Derrick Rose will only excel on the Cavs. Uh, we touched on this a little bit last week, if he's not the starter. Mm-hmm. So... If they trade Kyrie, they better bring in another good point guard to start. Um, otherwise, Derrick Rose is not going to last very long. You think he's gonna his injury problems will continue? Yeah, it's it's sad. I I mean I don't want them to. I yeah. don't wish that upon him. But at this point in his career, it's like man, if you haven't been able to figure it out now, like what's gonna change? Yeah, like injury like injury proneness doesn't go away. I feel. I think. I think Derrick Rose can find a solution if he's willing to change up his game game style a little bit. I think he he attacks the basket a little bit too much for a guy of his size, and I think that contributes a lot to the wear and tear that his body has had. Yeah. That means if he changes his game up, which is going to take time and development, and I'm not sure if he's willing to do that, but if he does, I think he could he could go back to being 
a solid guy, maybe throwing up 18 and six a game, um, with, sure, some, yeah. with some good shooting. And I think that would, that would go a long way to helping out the Cavs. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, if he does that, if he changes his game up to be a little more cautious, he'll be a solid player. But if you're Derek Rose, that's not who you're trying to be. I mm-hmm. feel like you're going to try to be as good as you can. And that includes your really good driving ability. Yeah. Uh, if you can't do that, then that just takes away a whole aspect of your game of made what made you an MVP at one point in your career. Yeah. Um, so getting him on the minimum though is pretty nice. Yep. Like a 28 year old guy that can get you 18 and six on a minimum contract. That's pretty intense. That's pretty insane. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Like, um, if Derrick Rose was aware of sort of some of these rumors when he was discussing, the news must have broken out at some point in their in their discussion. And I'm surprised his agent, or maybe they did talk about it, like sort of maybe pulling that con- that that contract back and sort of waiting what happens with Kyrie Irving. Because if Kyrie Irving gets traded, maybe he could have been he could have possibly gotten more money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If he had waited just a little longer, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Too but, late now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what what develops in the next week or two, in the next coming months as well. Um, see where the Cavs go. But I think this right here, Paul Gasol, is the <laughs> worst free agent signing of this entire oh, offseason, if not possibly the worst move. I think this free agency signing is almost is worse than the Paul George trade. Man, so I thought I thought we were done with bad contracts. I thought. After Drew Holiday, after Tim Hardaway, like, how could it keep getting worse than that? Mm-hmm. And then the Spurs somehow give a guy that's 37 years old $16 million a year? Yeah. $16 million a year. He's going to be 40 when this contract expires. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I loved wow. Paul Gasol back in the Laker days, and I was a huge fan of his game. I loved it as a big guy. He was, he was smart on the floor. He got the ball in, in the right places. He was really skilled in the post. But, I mean, those days are long gone. Like, the Paul Gasol of the playoffs. Well, the Paul Gasol that, was, that I saw in last year's playoffs, like, the man did not belong on the floor for more than, like, 15 or 18 minutes. Like, he cannot defend. He can't keep up with guys. He's a he's a nightmare for the Spurs when they have to when he has to switch, especially nowadays when you're playing against teams. You're going to play against teams like the Rockets, uh, OKC, the Warriors, these teams are just, they're going to be switching on Paul Gasol and it's just going to be money every time. You got, you put, <laughs> you switch, you get James Harden on Paul Gasol, money. Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, any of these guys, oh, terrible no. deal. So bad. And the fact that they made this deal, they, they could have kept Jonathan Simmons. I didn't realize they had this much money to play with. Yeah. Like, if they can give Paul Gasol three years, $48 million, he can't cut that in half and give a little bit to Jonathan Simmons. Keep yeah. that team together. Oh, just that. Oh. Yeah, this. Like, I still. I don't know. I still think Drew Holiday's worse, though. Really? Yep. Drew Holiday at least has upside. He's a young guy, and he's on a good team. This is, to me, by far the worst signing. Pau Gasol. Oh. And I still don't understand. Like, I, I, think, I think the Spurs are not going to be a top-four team. And this, I think, reassures me even more. <laughs> well, this has no effect on if they were going to be a top four team. You know he's coming back again next year anyway. I just, uh, this is ter- this is a terrible deal. Marcus Aldridge, Paul Gasol as your front court. 
No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, we knew it was going in, but yeah, to pay him that much, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Gasol's got a real good agent. He does somehow. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe. Maybe they just burned all the tapes of last season to make sure the Spurs didn't remember or look back <laughs> on how terrible Pogasol played yeah, last they, year. Yeah, they just Photoshop him in from uh from his Laker days, from his Memphis days. Right, maybe. That's probably what they did. But they showed him a Laker tape and they put everybody's uniform in black. They changed it from oh, gold brilliant. to black. <laughs> Wish I thought of it. <laughs> but, okay, another random signing. Aaron Ofala returns back to the Orlando Magic on a one-year deal. Woohoo! Yeah, didn't realize so he was. Yeah, I didn't realize he was still out there. Yeah, Could've... I mean, and they got him for the minimum too, right? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Magic are piecing together a lot of the tiniest signings you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, to make the most role player team you'll ever see. Yeah. And given the way this Eastern Conference is looking, they might this team of role <laughs> players might be able to go into the playoffs. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, it's so boring that I'm interested. Yeah, that's the storyline there. Can this year, <laughs> this team of guys on minimums make it to the to the Eastern Conference playoffs? We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then back to we got to talk some LA and some Lakers. Course, so Tyler yeah. Ennis, two years with the Lakers, solid backup for Lonzo. My yeah, guy, sure won't equal any additional wins for the Lakers. He's just there because you needed a body. But I like this deal. I liked it a lot better than what I was hearing with Rondo and Derrick Rose. I think at this point we're 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 gonna be a bad team. So why would you sign anybody that could hinder uh, Derrick Rose's growth? I'm mean, Derrick Rose's. Mm-hmm. I mean Lonzo Ball's growth. Right. So yeah. So uh, he'll he'll get some minutes and uh, won't really move the dial at all. But they like him. So yeah. There he's you go. There. Yep. Yeah. Um. Another interesting point. So, back on Laker news. So, D'Angelo Russell jumped on the Wash podcast uh, earlier today. And he was talking a little bit about Lonzo Ball. A lot of people were sort of putting out some story that there was some animosity between the two. But he made it clear that he doesn't know Lonzo Ball. um, Never has really talked to the guy. And um, doesn't really know too much about him. And doesn't hold any ill will against Magic Johnson either. Despite the comments that he said. What do you think about that? What do you think about D. Russ? You think he, think he's got some bad ill will against Lonzo and Magic, or do you think he's being honest here? I think he has no ill will for Lonzo, because yeah, he never met him really. Yeah. But he definitely has a little bit of animosity towards Magic. I can't buy that he's just totally okay with getting traded away. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you gotta give the press conference answer sometimes. Yep. Um, you don't want to start anything. You don't want the drama surrounding you. So yeah. I don't buy into it, but who really cares, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I'm totally fine with him not wanting to start anything. I think that's very mature of him. Which yeah. is a change. Which is a change for him. Maybe right. it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, we'll see how far D. Russ takes uh, that group of overpaid dudes <laughs> in New Jersey. Yeah, we got to come up with a good nickname for them. <laughs> the band of overpaid yeah i don't know so, yeah we'll think of something right i, I, I want to have a good name for them they, they have a little identity going yeah maybe those will be the two the teams we keep tabs on closely the the magic the team of 
<laughs> minimum veteran team guys. Team of role players. Yeah, the team of role players. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have we'll have the New Jersey Nets. We got to come up with some sort of nickname for them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I well. Like it. Yeah, all right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button, and we'll be, we'll come at you with new episodes every week, talking NBA. Um, we'll see what unfolds in the next couple weeks, and or even months, regarding the Kyrie Irving scenario. And maybe Carmelo Anthony finally gets traded too next week. We'll see. And if he does, we'll, we'll be sure to mention it. We'll be there. We'll be on the scene. Right. Ready to report. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.